Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Do Go On The Podcast, where we talk about something that we find interesting. When I say we, I mean me, Dave Warnicky, and I'm here with my co-host, Jess Perkins. Hello, Dave. Hello, Jess. And, of course, we are joined by the bearded weirdo himself, Mr. Matt Stewart. Hey, how's it going, skinny boy? Pro lady. (laughs) We should give context to this before we recorded this this podcast. Um, We ran into our good comedy bud, Nick Kappa, who just... Who asked if we were going to call the show what, Skinny Boy, which is my, my nickname, quite thin. Crow Lady, which is Jess. Yeah. Because they're smart and they know how to use tools, apparently. According apparently. to Kappa, yeah, I'm like and, a crow. Uh, and Matt, the bearded weirdo, because you have a beard and you're a little off <laughs> centre. <laughs> which I like it. I think um, I, it's catchy. It's, it's, it's concise. It's just <laughs> good. Conci- that's right. It's not as concise as do go on six letters. But, yeah. Uh, Skinny Boy, Crow Lady, and the Bearded Weirdo. I don't know what sort of Twitter handle we'd have for that. (laughs) (laughs) The the acronym would be terrible. Yeah. Or if we're being factually accurate, the initialism. Do you know the difference between an acronym and an initialism? Uh, I guess an acronym is uh, different to an initialism. That's correct. In some way. (laughs) Very good. What's what's the difference? So uh, an acronym is where it spells out a word, like FIFA, the World Cup. An initialism is when you say it out loud. So you'd say, you say FIFA. We haven't even started yet and I'm already learning. There you go. Well, I, just want, I felt like because we claim it to be a fact-based podcast, I should not call it an acronym when it's not. Yeah, like that's interesting. I did not know that. I did not know that either. And there we go. Learning and growing together, which is oh. what we do on this show. And we take it in turns to prepare a class report, <laughs> if you will, on one topic and in long form... Uh, sort of prepare the report and discuss it with the other two people who don't know what the topic is going to be. And this week, it is my turn to research something. And uh, we always start with a question. Mm-hmm. My question to both of you, Crow Lady, <laughs> Bearded Weedy. Bearded Weedo, please. I think it should be Beardy Weedy, but anyway. <laughs> my question to start off my report is, what do you think is the world's most prestigious Entertainment award. Logies. Oh, I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> I've got written here. Please don't say the Australian <laughs> TV Week Logies. <laughs> nah, come on. Uh, it's my dream to win a Logie. It's. Is it really? Nah. You could. I reckon you could get there one day because. Oh, hey. you, do, you get get on TV. Step one. Step two. Just get your friends to vote in the TV Week. Oh you got. yeah. It's because it's a popularity contest. It that is. One. It's, it's not really fu- based on talent. It's popularity. Well, I think there's a split, actually. If we're oh. going to be accurate again, oh, there yeah, are yeah. some uh, popular voted what about categories, the... but there are also some industry... Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, the, what about most popular? Or... Yeah. That's, that's a that's, that's a voted one. But yeah, then most popular m- according to a panel of five people. Yeah. <laughs> then there's most excellent. Or oh, no, that's that's <laughs> Bill and Ted. What is it? It's, um... <laughs> 
<laughs> Most now, outstanding. Most the bogus <laughs> journey award goes to. <laughs> um, okay. Um, awards. So entertainment. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Entertainment awards. So you're putting aside your. Oh, entertainment. I was going to say Dally M's. I mean, rugby league's pretty mm. entertaining. I mean, obviously the Acros are quite big. The Australian Commercial Radio Awards. Yeah. They're quite. The uh, antennas. The antennas. Community TV yes. awards. Yeah, yeah. We're not. We're taking. Is it Australian? Case, it is definitely not. Wait, Australian. you said no. international. Okay, it would be a, American then. So the big ones, right? The big ones. It's gonna be either the Grammys, the what are the ones? Emmys. Emmys. What are the stage ones? The Tonys. Tonys. Or the, the big tree, the Oscars. Oscars. Boom! Oh. We have it. We are there. I think the Academy Awards or the Oscars, as they are more commonly known, I think are probably the most famous. Yeah. Award in the world of entertainment. Second only to the Logies, but do go on. Okay, but do go on. Well, if we exclude <laughs> Australian television popularity-based awards, then I think the Academies are up there. And uh, so I've just uh, looked into the Academy Awards, how they came about and how they happen each year. Because this episode, I'm going to be honest, is it's less story-based than other ones we've done and more just chock full of facts. Just a, it's a fact-based one. <laughs> Because I've got to tell you, Ooh. as, a, as a, tri- a trivia guy, a guy that writes trivia questions, the Academy Awards are like a dream topic because you can ask so many questions about them because there's so many different individual facts about who won this, who won that, what movie was nominated for yeah. this kind of thing. And let's be honest, people like movies. People like movies. So this is it. If you want to smash your next pub quiz, listen up to this episode of Do Go On. This is it. So way back in 1927... A good year. Oh, what a One great of the year. best. Mm. 1927. I reckon my grandmother might have been born in that year. No, 1926. Oh, close though. I can't think of any facts about 1927. No, me I'm so sorry. Well, did you know that uh, in 1927, MGM co-founder and studio chief Louis B. Mayer, he's the mayor in Metro <gasps> Goldwyn Mayer, which is ah. MGM. It's the biggest movie studio in the world at the time because those three different people, Metro Goldwyn and Mayer, came together. And um, this guy, Louis B. Mayer, spoke at a dinner about organising a group to benefit the film industry. So he, want, he wanted to create an organisation that would both mediate labour dispute uh, between everyone and improve the industry's overall image. So it's funny to think, 1927, not such a good year in the end because the Hollywood wanted to improve their image and at the same time the Academy probably just started so they could screw people over with labour disputes. Great. Yay. So they also established that the membership into this organization would only be open to people involved in one of five branches of the industry. What do you think of the five uh, branches? Act, like performing? Yeah, actors. Actors. Yes, so actors is one of them. Directors. Directors. Yes, that's number two. Producers. Yes, three of five. Is good. Uh, catering. <laughs> well, technicians. So oh, yeah. okay. Right. Catering technicians. Te- technical catering. Fifth. Would be uh, last. I was thinking like music, like scoring. Oh, uh, yeah. No, was, was it not people that write music, but people that write? Oh, the writers. That's right. The, fil- <laughs> <laughs> the films themselves. Oh, that's, that's right. so bad. That it's should be the three writers. Like, so <laughs> to not have thought of writers. So it's uh, oh, thanks, no, that's Jess. Right. <laughs> it's actors, directors, writers, technicians, and producers. No laborers allowed. Get out of here, laborers. Get out of here. You're just doing all the hard. No one needs you. A week later, this is still in 1927. 36 invitees, including actors, directors, producers, writers and a couple of lawyers dined at the Los Angeles Ambassador Hotel to hear a proposal to found the International Academy of Motion, Picture, Arts and Sciences. So these 36 people became the founders of the organisation. Sorry, a dinner party with 36 people. It's pretty big, right? That's a pretty big... It's a long table. You'd have to make a reservation for that one. (laughs) A table for 36? I have a feeling they may have booked out the entire establishment. I think so. Yeah, fair enough. Ooh. (laughs) La-di-da. This is the days before, like, um, gluten intolerances and stuff, so everyone was just eating the same meal, I can tell you that. Is one of those 36 Oscar? No. There is no Oscar part of the 36 but we will get to Oscar and, and his or her <gasps> no I'm just, just trying to make it more sensationalised than it is we'll get to the significance later on uh, so they uh, they founded the International Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences uh, they later dropped the international part and it just became the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences that we know today and uh, then the next year in 1928 
had another dinner party. I don't know that. It was just suggested that the award, that some awards of merit be given out in 12 categories to people involved in making films. They wanted to give themselves a bit of a pat on the back, right. which is fine. Was one of the categories at Best Writer? No, but Best Caterer was definitely there. Yeah. <laughs> best Roast Chicken. Uh, then the next year in... 1929, so a couple of years have gone past since the first idea came up, the first Academy Awards were held at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. There were 270 guests, so the dinner party's gotten even bigger. Yeah. They each paid $5 to go along, which these days it is about $70. So still pretty damn cheap to yeah. go to the Academy Awards. The ceremony was hosted by actor and then Academy President, Douglas... Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Uh, <laughs> you can't get through <laughs> talking about the Academy Awards. <laughs> Without, I don't, I don't know why. It's, I'm so sorry. Everyone seemed, is that a thing? That's a thing. Is Billy there Crystal. Billy Crystal references in this thing? Well, he has hosted the second most amount ah, of ca- Academy Awards. Who would be Award. the most? Well, we're gonna get. Do you to know that. the most? No, are we going to get to that? I can just tell you now. I reckon it is. It's, a, it's an American comedian. Is it John? Is it in Actually, our? No, an English-born but very famous American comedian. Was it? Is it in recent times? Was the guy's famous for his work entertaining American troops? It's oh, often parodied with the a golf, golf club. Guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bob Bob Hope Bob Hope That's right, he, right. He, He's hosted 19 Bob Sanger. Wow 19 That's crazy So Billy, that would have been Before Billy's Day Billy's yeah. Day And I think Billy's done About nine So also a, That's a lot That's right? a lot yeah. But considering he's second And Bob Hope did 19 And, and that's 10 more Than Billy so many. That's a lot So many That's crazy it's They crazy kind of talk. rotate it now No one's really um, No one gets like a tenure Of like five years in a row Or anything Yeah, yeah. No. Lately anyway Yeah but um, oh, Billy Crystal did it again, like in 2012 or something. So he's still, they give him, get him back every now and then to ha- have yeah, another right. go. So he could get there, mm. could get to the 19. I but believe the f- in him. The first ever um, Academy was hosted by Douglas Fairbanks, who was a swashbuckling actor of the time. And uh, the weirdest part about the first one is that the winners were announced three months earlier. What? So there was like a notice board, like. Yes, um, you have won the uh, aca- the first ever Academy Award. It does kind of ruin the surprise. Yeah. It takes a little bit of the fun out of it. And was this, did you say it's 1928? Uh, 1929. Yeah, because they, they had the idea in 28, they did it. That's right, so it took a bit of time to put it together. Sure, Fif- it does. 15 awards were given out, honouring film industry's people's work over the previous two years. So these days it's over one calendar year, but uh, two years. And in total, the ceremony ran for 15 minutes. <laughs> What? That was it. So we think these days that people's speeches get cut off quickly. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. You'd be like, I'd like to thank the Andurov music players. They probably didn't even do speeches, I don't think they? so. So $5 seemed pretty cheap, but $5 for a 15-minute gig back in 1929 was probably pretty expensive. Yeah. And uh, the following year, the winners weren't, weren't announced publicly beforehand, so... Ah. They decided that that was a bit of a strange idea. Uh, that they were given Three months is a while, though. I feel like you might almost forget again. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did I did I win that? Yeah. Yeah. Three months. That's that's what a weird decision. And it's also, the awards don't even didn't even exist yet. So would you even be that excited? Like you look at it. Yeah, you'd nice. see it, you'd see it like yeah. published in the newspaper. Winner of the Academy Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Entertainment Award. You'd be like, what's that? What? Yeah. Sounds It'd still be stupid. like, oh, that's nice, I guess. Yeah. But good, it's not that big a deal. Good on you, Douglas Fairbanks. But anyway, the following year they didn't announce it publicly, but for a long time. Uh, they were given to newspapers at 11 p.m. on the night night before the awards, so they could uh, so on uh, the night of the awards, so they ah. could publish them in the newspaper the next day. And this continued until 1940, when the Los Angeles Times published the list before the ceremony. So they got a little bit earlier, and they threw it out there, and that ruined the surprise completely. And I, I'm surprised that, that it took 10 years for journalists yeah. to break. Break that rule. And from then on, the awards were kept secret as they are today and announced from within a sealed envelope. How does the, how does the winner get in there, you know? Like, it's a sealed envelope, but someone has to write it at some point. Yeah, it's I was so going to like, ask, I wonder how many people actually know. They, they're pretty discreet about, about that, that kind of information. Yeah. So, so they someone, do maintain that Someone it is has a, big... a blindfold on, gets a pen in their hand, and someone whispers it in their ear, and they write it. For some reason, they've got a blindfold. Yeah, why did they do and then they and then they they knock them out. So one by one, it takes a lot of people <laughs> and a lot of concussions <laughs> to get the secrecy. I also yeah. imagine um, 
just cutting out letters from the newspaper, like a sort of yeah. serial killer style note. <laughs> like a ransom note. So, like, I'm in charge of S's, Jess does all the P's. <laughs> you're told work. how many, like, there's one person that knows them all. You're like, all right, Jess, we're going to need uh, four P's this year. Uh, Matt, five D's from you and uh, one X. And everyone's like, ooh, Xena Warrior Princess has won an award. <laughs> Just the one. Just the one. Uh, so the awards continued on. They were adding awards uh, to the initial ones. They are adding awards for costume, best documentary, best foreign language film, that kind of stuff. The ceremony was first televised across the US and Canada in the 50s, mm-hmm. in 1953. They were first televised in colour in 1966 and first broadcast internationally in 1969. So same year as the moon landing. And the telecast now reaches over 200 countries. Two interesting times it was postponed was 1968... The Oscars were postponed for two days out of respect for Martin Luther King Jr., who had been assassinated a few days before the scheduled ceremony. A lot of respect for him. Wow. The awards were postponed again in 1981, this time for 24 hours because of the assassination attempt on President Ronald Reagan. Wow. There you go. Obviously, also a famous actor in his day as well, so that's why I think they decided to postpone the award. But uh, the most interesting thing for me was, so I... I, uh, I look at the articles about who's won what, and I write questions about that kind of stuff. But I had no idea how the awards are actually chosen. Oh, wasn't sure if it was like a TV Week Gold Logie style thing <laughs> where the people vote, or if it's one overlord. Do you guys have it, any I idea? I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's the, all the members of the Academy. It's just like a big group of. That's no? right. Is that right? Well, no, they always thank the Academy. They yeah. thank the Academy. Well, it turns out it is the Academy. And are they all just? Is it just everyone who's? It's like all the actors and stuff. Well, do you want to know? There are. Well, you've got. Why don't? How about I stop guessing? You just tell me. I will tell you. <laughs> why, why don't I stop wasting everyone's Let- fucking time? <laughs> <laughs> Let me answer your questions with some pre-researched information. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the academy, as you you are both correct, they choose the award. And uh, guess how many members of the academy there are. I reckon. Oh, if it's all the actors and, and directors writers and everything, and d- if that's what heaps. it is, which Dave hasn't. Confirmed yet, but I'd say if that's the case, maybe 500. 500 for Matt? I would say more. Right. Well, but I but don't it, know. It'd be a certain level, academy. right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Is it invitation only? Do you just apply online and pay your <laughs> registration fee? <laughs> you go into the green card lottery. Yeah. Uh, Past winners only, maybe? Oh, God. But then you just keep then getting just, more and more. Or you just keep giving yourselves the awards. Is it higher or lower than 500? Higher 500? than 500. I was going to say 1,000. Really? 1,000? It is 6,000. Approximately 6,000 people. According to a February 2012 study <laughs> conducted, uh, conducted by the Los Angeles Times, which sampled 5,000 of its 6,000 members, so most of, the, most of the members, the Academy is made up of 94% white people. It's 77% male and 86% aged 50 years or older. <gasps> oh, my the God. The median age of an Academy member is 62 years old. Oh. So it's pretty much our dads voting for the Academy Awards every year. And then we wonder why there isn't a whole lot of uh, um, you know, cultural diversity amongst winners. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, it's, that just, it's just crazy. Because things like popular entertainment, like um, pop culture stuff, that is a thing of the youth, right? Mm. It's yeah, a, absolutely. So, and it's probably something similar with the Grammys and stuff, because they're always people like Paul McCartney seems to win an award every year still for his new releases. It's just people being nostalgic. But so it's it's quite strange that that's not a more diverse group who are picking such an important. I know. It's, I mean, how do you become a member of the Academy? Well, so it's a lot of, uh, if you are a former winner, you're invited to wow. join the Academy. And I think if you are also high up in the film industry, you so can also be one. You're invited though? like Everyone gets to vote. These 6,000 people get to vote yeah. on who gets the Academy Awards. And, but I don't think, it, it's not a compulsory vote like here in Australia. Yeah. You're not going to be sent <laughs> a fine in the mail or go to jail for not turning up. Weird. So uh, it's 6,000 people voting, but there are different categories. So to start off with, the first stage is narrowing, narrowing down the thousands of movies that get released each year to five nominees for each category. The exception here is Best Picture, which since 2009 has gone from five nominees to ten nominees. Wow. So this year, for example, there were ten films nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture. And uh, before we get into how films are voted upon... To be even considered, you've got to t- tick a lot of boxes. So the film has to be more than 40 minutes long, unless it's in the short film category. 40 minutes. 
That doesn't seem very long, does it? Yeah. Well, like I'm disappointed if I go to the movies and it says runtime 90 minutes. I'm like, well, I just paid $20 for an hour and a half. Yeah. I could go see bloody Titanic or something over yeah. here for three and a half Lord hours. Lord of the Rings. Come on. <laughs> Strap uh, in. It's, it's sad that uh, most direct <laughs> most direct to DVD Steven Seagal movies even go for 85 minutes. So that, that, that would even um, qualify. Uh, the movie's public premiere must have been in a movie theatre during the previous calendar year. So that's how they work it out for what film qualifies for what year. And uh, you can't just be like, guys, Men in Black was pretty good. I think we should reconsider it. Like, it has to be last year. Yeah. You miss. You get your one year and then you miss it out. And what counts as a movie theatre? Yeah, I was going to say. Like, you've got a big studio out the back here with a projector. No, no, no. Well, or like, what about Long Play in Northcote? I'm afraid not. Oh. Because it must have played in an LA county theatre for paid admission for seven consecutive days. So all LA. all Steven Seagal films are suddenly out. <laughs> so seven seven days in a row, and I think it would suck. Like if you if you scheduled in your seven days, and then th- there was some sort of natural disaster or something that oh. presented the uh, like prevented people getting into the cinema on the seventh day. It's, suddenly, it's all out. Our producers must submit an official screen credits online form before the deadline, and if it's not submitted before the deadline, it will be ineligible for Academy Awards in any year. Is there a fee for that? I do not believe oh. that there is a fee. Oh, okay. It seems I always find that funny that you have to nominate yourself for awards. Yeah, it's, it is funny to think that it's probably someone's job to like those massive critically acclaimed film someone still has to go online and fill out like a Google Doc yeah. why my film should be chosen for the Academy Award for Best Editing the guy Matt Stewart worked really really hard yeah. he was in the studio for like seven days every week which yeah. is every day you see that bit it was like day and then a second later it was night that was all editing was, man yeah wow we didn't even use like those pre predetermined star wipe crosses on Final Cut. We invented a few transitions. It was great editing. Um, <laughs> then uh, in late December of each year, ballots and copies of the list of eligible re- releases are mailed out to our 6,000 active Academy Award members. And for most categories, members from each of the branches vote to determine the nominees only in their own respective field. For example, only directors vote for Best Director, writers vote for Best um, Screenwriting, actors for uh, Acting, Best Boys on who are the actual best boy in the film industry. (laughs) You're the best boy here, Dave. Because I'm, I'm a man. You're a man. And I'm a, I'm a lady. And, oh, you're, yeah, a, you're a crazy crow lady I'm and a you're, crow a, lady. you're a beardy weedy. No. Be- oh. He can't do it, can he? It's beardo weirdo. Bearded no, weirdo. Oh, oh you fucked up your you own name. Fucked it up. Now, an Academy member can select five nominees per category. So, ranked in order from one to five. Oh. That's the preference. So, one vote, Birdman. Two votes. Yeah. Toy Story 3. Oh, imagine if they just read them out Brownlow Medal style. Oh. All 6,000. 6,000 of them. Yeah. Five votes. Because some would be very short because obviously there's, there'd be less um, costume people than there would be actors. Yeah. But there would be... And then it gets to the final one. They have to read out all 6,000 people that voted for the main category. That's I would love so that. Is there, is there a record, like a public record of the votes? Or is that all? No, secret? it's all kept in secret. That's right. I'd love to see who, like, who got one vote from the six thousand. Oh, you know, there'd be some that, movies w- that you just never expect. Yeah. There would be a spreadsheet out there. I reckon that just you could hit like rank by vote, yeah. and there'd be someone at the bottom. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. <laughs> Steven Seagal. Under siege two, one vote. <laughs> and it's movie. from Steven Seagal. It is. Yeah, he's in the academy <laughs> he, somehow. He voted himself. <laughs> yeah, he's got in there. <laughs> Uh, there are some exceptions in the case of certain categories, like foreign film, uh, best documentary, best animated feature film, movies selected by special screening committees made up of members from all branches. Foreign film nominees are selected from a list of films submitted by foreign nations. And what I found really interesting about this is every foreign country can only submit one film per year. What? So like everyone in Thailand has to get together and be like, all right, what was the best Thai film this year? What's, what's our best shot at winning? Wow. Yeah, right. So and then so they so get all these film. movies and, and every other country gets one. <laughs> like, That's right. It's like yeah, the best Hindi best Hindi film or the best But you if know, you Mandarin speak film. English you can be in any of the other categories. But you well, can you you can still be in Best Picture if if you're a foreign language film? Yes, yes, and some some things have been nominated for Best Picture and been in another oh. language. Yeah. 
Do we are we a foreign film? Like, do we submit movies for foreign films? I think it might be in a language other than English. Right. Predominantly spoken. I know the best Australian film of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would that would, that would just would... be Red Dog every year. <laughs> well, no, this year it's a different dog. <laughs> Blue Dog. Bluey. There is a there's a big Australian movie out now that's about a dog again. I we, saw that. It we, looks like a white dog on the photo. Yeah, it's yeah we oddball. do dog movies. Well, oddball. Oddball in brackets. White dog. Yeah. What would happen, right, if a foreign language nation, like, well, obviously not foreign to themselves, but foreign language to America, like Thailand, say, do a silent film? What, oh. ca- what category is that in? Do you have that written down in your notes, no. skinny boy? <laughs> well, The Artist was a silent film, and that won the Academy Award for Best Picture, so that took it out. That's, that's interesting, but... That wasn't the question. That wasn't uh. the question. <laughs> Thanks for squeezing in a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I love Matt just rolled his eyes so well. He just does so many visual gags. No, your face needs to have a live web stream. Yeah, just your does. face. No one needs to see the crow or skinny boy. Nah, because we're expressive in our voices. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Expression. <laughs> uh, so the six thousand. What do you me- mean, Jeff? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Our six thousand members have two weeks to submit their nominees, so they uh, can think about it. That's they good. get a bit of time. To, and if you're like, "Shit, I haven't seen that film. Better go. Better go. Oh yeah, stream that on Netflix." And once the, the ballots are all are all in, uh, the accounting firm Price Waterhouse Coopers, which is the biggest accounting firm in the entire world, yeah. Another fact for you. Uh, they work out who gets the most votes, and they've been tied to the academy for decades. So it's been their job to work it out, which is a pretty exciting job if you're a pretty boring accountant. Yeah. Like, it'd be the one time of the year they get to do something interesting. Well, I mean, it sounds interesting, but at the end of the day, if you think about it, it's still numbers in a spreadsheet. It's just that it says Birdman instead of tax. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, God. What is their life? So, a week or so later, the Academy mails uh, final ballots out to all the Academy members. So, it's like, all right, we've got our our top five has been selected. You get to vote again. So, it's pretty tedious. You have to vote twice. Hey, sorry. Before I... Can Mm -hmm. I... Do you mind if I interrupt again? Um... What, I was just wondering, and I've forgotten the question, so I'm just talking a little bit now as my brain tries to catch up with me. Yes, that was it. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> do uh, do all the Academy members, they have to watch all the eligible films? It's not like a compulsory thing, but they do put on free screenings that you can go and go So and you see could them. potentially just watch your mate's films and go, yeah, that was the best one. Yeah, well, because I think there's... I mean, like I said, like thousands of films are submitted. So the bigger the film, the more likely it is to win. Yeah, because then they would have... So the, the best film may it. not have been seen. But having said that, I'm pretty sure that like any sort of industry, there's buzz around certain films. Like, yeah. hey, did you see... Like, for example, a film nominated last year, or for the Academy Award this year, like Whiplash would have only made like $20 million at the box office, which is not it's very good, much. good movie. In, yeah, in comparison to, to Transformers 5, mm. which made a billion dollars. Yeah. But at the same time, Transformers didn't get in. Yeah. So I think people do... They, yeah, obviously, did, they did talk. It. Yeah. I didn't even notice at the time. That's that's a stunning omission. Isn't it? Transformers <laughs> 5 slash oh, 6, yeah. I don't even know. I don't Can't even know. So then they have another two weeks to return the ballots. Do you reckon PricewaterhouseCoopers has to call up? Like, hey, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Um, just waiting on that ballot. If you wouldn't mind. If you wouldn't mind, just, just if you want send to fax it, in it over, that's fine. That's Do fine. you have a fax? Do you still have a fax? <laughs> mm. you, you, you may. I think, I think you're kidding yourself there. It wouldn't be, hello, Nicole Kidman. It would be, hello, Nicole Kidman's assistant. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just get Nicole? Yeah. And let's Nikki. be honest, often the assistant is probably the one who's filling out the ballot probably, anyway. Probably. Let's be honest. And then PricewaterhouseCoopers then tabulates, which is a great word, the votes in absolute secrecy and then seals the results. So they chuck them in those envelopes. That's so where the blindfolding at, concussions. That's right. Happen. At this stage, it looks like only accountants know, <gasps> which is pretty awesome. I wonder how many accountants. Like it's not. It's a too big a job for one guy to do. No. But there wouldn't be hundreds of them. You know, it'd be like a small little group, like a know. little boardroom. Do you think they have like a little uh, jury room where they sort of they have to stay in a hotel and then they're allowed <gasps> overnight while they deliberate the. Re- not that they're voting themselves, yeah. but they so they don't tell friends and f- you're not allowed to talk about yeah, have a lock the, in. the awards because there is at a home lot with your of family. So good. there's a lot of cash on the line with like gambling and stuff, yeah. right? 
Probably. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, people do bet on the awards. Hmm. And it'd be like the one the one time in their sad, <laughs> miserable lives. I would just like to say that I respect and love all accountants, but please go on. No, this is my opinion only. Um, but the only light in this, again, sad, miserable lives where they get to go home and their wives say, how was your day, honey? And he has to be like, can't talk about it. That's exciting, you know? Do you have an accountant, Jess? Nah. I look forward to the day... Uh, <laughs> When they're saving you or... Yeah. Yeah. You, no, I'm kidding. And actually, look, one of Jess, my honestly, oldest friends works for PricewaterhouseCooper as well. So. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Your oldest, no. your oldest friend, Jonathan Cooper? Yeah. Do you know him? Oh, <laughs> yes. Guy. Is he a... He's a thousand years old. Um, wow. That is an old friend. No, no. Accountants are cool. We need them. I just like to, you know, I'm jealous in a way because they're doing stuff with their lives and I'm... So that's right. They're, no. they're not... They're Stop backtracking. This is way less fun. Yeah. Okay. I hate them. Hate them all. <laughs> Well, um, well, I respect the accountants because they are doing. It sounds like it, it sounds like a pretty um, fair Check process. Out the suck up I over know. here. And yeah, Dave, it does sound like a fair and kind of cool process for one event, and then the rest of the year they just do bass statements. No, I'm not trying to talk about accountants here. I'm trying to posit the theory that oh, the Academy Awards. It sounds pretty um, a fair and just system where everyone these six thousand people are voting, despite the fact that they are like ninety percent white males over yeah. fifty. But that sounds pretty fair, right? Yeah. Well, film oh, okay. companies will spend up to... Se- that's right. That's, that's, this is the story angle I was going the for. The butt. It sounds fair, but film companies will spend up to several million dollars trying to get Academy members' votes. So they take out ads in industry magazines. They organise private uh, screenings of films and they get people to come along. So it's not as clear-cut as yeah, you would Yeah, I was thinking think. that before because when you were saying like there's a bit of buzz around and there are people in the industry, you know that the directors of the the films that are nominated would sort of be like, hey, remember that time, you know, remember you, your car broke down, I came and I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that lim- and your and limo the- broke down yeah. and I came around with my limo and you got in the back of my limo and... <laughs> and I we- shared my champagne with you, do you remember? It was a great time and then we laughed oh, at all the like poor fun. people in the world. Yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how we laughed. So, how about that little gold statue that everyone gets? Well, it is officially called the Academy Award of Merit... That's what all the little statue guys are merit. called. That's what people give you when you tried hard. A merit well, award. they did, didn't oh, they? Oh, that's true. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> they did try hard. So that little guy is made of gold-plated Britannium. 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 <laughs> On a black metal base, it is 34 centimetres tall, or 13.5 inches, and weighs 3.85 kilos. They're individually numbered, electroplated in copper, nickel, silver, and then 24 karat gold. So long story short, you could probably beat someone to death with it. Wow. Have you ever Challenge heard accepted. of Britannium? Is that on the, on the periodic table? Britannium? I don't think it is. Dave knows these things. He's, he writes trivia questions about the periodic table periodically. I don't know. There's so many weird ones. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I don't even know. So Britannia is a metal. So it's 92% tin. 6% antimony, which is uh, on, the, on the periodic table, and 2% copper. So there you go. It's an alloy made of several things to put together. Antimony, of course, being the opposite of promony. <laughs> I couldn't even... Take a bow, Miss Perkins. <laughs> I laughed at my own joke. Sorry. <laughs> is promony a thing? No. See, that would have worked. Okay, look. But you still get it. <laughs> It's still pretty funny. It's, it's still a, comedy. It's a thinker. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're gold. They're pretty expensive stuff, right? But in support of the American war effort in World War II, the statuettes were made of plaster, and then you could trade them in for a gold one after the war. That's smart. Oh. Smart play. Uh, the winner gets their name engraved on it, so they used to have to give them back at the end of the night to get their name put on it. But these days, they have the option of get, getting them engraved on the night. So you win it... Get, Matt Damon gets his award, then he takes it backstage, and then someone writes Matt Damon on it. So they're not Imagine even, if they misspelt your name. They're not <laughs> even pre-engraved. So no, like, because then people would be walking past yeah, the would know. statues and go, well, it looks like Ben Affleck's going to win one tonight. Good on him. Wow. What world is this that you live in? Ben Affleck's winning and Matt Damon? Are they, do they actually yeah. win awards? Yes. Yeah. Ben they Affleck's both won, won, will, ben Affleck's won two. Really? Yes. Twice Academy Award. Well, that's good. I just and Matt didn't Damon think has won. Pop- Pop stars really want them normally. 
He's not in Bardot. <laughs> <laughs> a reference to a great 2000s pop group from Australia. My goodness. Which Ben Affleck totally would have made it if he'd auditioned. Sophie Monks. Exactly. Oh, stop talking about it because I'm going to do an entire report about them next week. Great. <laughs> uh, so this statuette for the Academy was depicts a knight. I love that. A knight rendered it in Art Deco style. Holding a crusader's sword. Did you know it was holding a sword? No. Mm. Standing on a reel of film, and th- that reel has five spokes, each representing the original branches of the oh. Academy. So there's a spoke for actors, writers, directors, producers, and technicians. What Catering, is the sword yes. symbol? Yeah, the caterers, the lawyers, the best boys yeah. th- did not Key groups, get no, stuff. Em. Did not get a spoke. <laughs> I suppose they're all technicians. Uh, the award was designed by, designed, I should say, by Cedric Gibbons. <laughs> a founding Academy member and chief art director at MGM, who went on to win 11 Oscars himself what? between 1929 and 1957. So he got a lot of his own statues back. That's a lot of Oscars too. Good for him. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I gotta get something off my chest. Okay. I ate. Your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. it was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P.com slash D-G-O. Okay, Matt, I hear you asking why is it called Oscar about 30 minutes ago. Well, but relax. Did you hear me ask like 30 seconds ago, why, do you know what the sword symbolises? <laughs> oh, just a powerful Art Deco symbol. He's so okay. ungrateful for your right. information. <laughs> Art Deco being a very popular style of the 1920s when it was conceived. Right. Love Art Deco. Matt, I can hear you asking why is it called Oscar? Well, relax, because I will reveal all. Well, I say reveal all, but it's the origin story is very disputed. I've kind of lost interest, actually, so you can move <laughs> on if you like. Jess, I'm gonna, this is for you. Thanks, Dave. A biography of uh, Betty Davis claims that she claim, so that she named the Oscar after her first husband, who was a band leader, Harmon Oscar Nelson. Davis, the Harmon Award's not as good. Just a... I know the, the Oscar sounds much better than yeah than the mm. Harmon or the Nelson. No, Nelson's <coughs> Nelson's pretty good. In his career, he won eleven Nelsons. Did he good. look a bit like the statue? Or well, this was just in her biography. But Betty Davis has big ties to the Oscar. She also became the first female president of the Academy, and uh, also the shortest-lived president after resigning after two months. So, thank you for your service, Betty. Another claimed origin is that the Academy's executive secretary. Margaret Herrick first saw. Wait, the hang on. At that time when she uh, she she quit, um, the headline the next day was Betty Davis eyes off a different job. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I I pretty much read an entire paragraph and then you made the joke. <laughs> My brain was ticking over very slowly, but uh, it was worth it. I think you'll all agree. Yeah. Feel free to edit that out as well. No, no, no. Keep that in. Some of Matt's best comedy. No, that was absolutely golden. Another claimed origin story for the Oscars, the Academy's executive secretary, Margaret Herrick, first saw the award in 1931 and made reference to the statuettes reminding her of her Uncle Oscar, which was a nickname for her cousin Oscar Pierce. So it wasn't even her uncle, it was her cousin. What? And Wait, she what? called her cousin Uncle Oscar. <laughs> so it's very, very strange. But the Academy officially dubbed it the Oscar in 1939. So it's very disputed. 
but there's also a reference to Walt Disney calling it Oscar in the early 30s. It's confusing. So, Matt, I hope that that answered your question. It doesn't at all. So, there's no answer. So, there, they don't really know. That's just there's a few ideas, but nobody can. It's one of those things. Wow. What a, I love it. It's like, yeah, uh, I named the Oscars after my husband at the time's middle name. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a thing that definitely didn't happen. Yeah. Betty also, Davis, you clown. No, but I'm pretty Get sure. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm fairly sure that it wasn't, it's not, it wasn't an autobiography, though. It was a biography, so... This is someone else writing about oh. her. Right. Oh, Possibly making up. Now I want to know where the name The Logies comes from. Oh, that's John Logie. John Logie Baird. That's right. Okay. He invented the uh, television. television. Oh, okay. That makes perfect sense. Okay, great. It's a horrible name, but yeah. It's, it's not great, but... Um, they weren't going to call him the John Awards, though, because that means toilet overseas. Yeah. That's why. And But Logie, Logie. is so close to Logie or yep. Bogie. Mm-hmm. It's an ugly word. It's not, yeah. it's not a great sound. Also, could have been named after Betty Davis's second husband, John Loki. No, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This biographies about her claim all kinds of stuff. Apparently, I bet they do. All right. So, how about selling a statue? So, since 1950, the Oscar statue themselves have been awarded with the legal requirement that neither the statuette's winners or, nor their heirs may sell it without first offering to sell it back to the Academy for one dollar. Great rule. So if the winner refuses this clause, then they forfeit the win. But there were a bunch of statues given out before 1950, right? So in 2011, Orson Welles' 1941 Oscar for Citizen Kane, which was awarded for Best Original Screenplay, was put up for auction after his heirs won a court decision contending that Welles won the award before the $1 agreement and that they're allowed to do whatever they like with it. So they decided not to return it to the Academy and they sold it for... 861,000 US dollars. Oh my god. So a lot of money. That's insane. A couple of other people have been able to sell their Oscars, but obviously they're even rarer than they would be because they have to be before 1950. Michael Jackson bought the best picture Oscar for Gone with the Wind for wow. $1.5 million. Wow. Which is just pocket money for him. I know, he was just crazy. There are a couple himself. of huge awards as well. Like yeah. That's, that, both of those films are still always topping yeah. greatest of all time lists, right? So the point. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So they're two massive, massive things. So they're trying to. I'm, I'm trying to understand like why they would do it like that. So that I understand they don't want people to sell them. That's fine, but you've got to offer to sell it back for a. It dollar. means that no one's ever gonna do yeah, it, it because it's like well, you can't because if you offer to sell it back, they'll say, "Oh, you're gonna sell it? Great, we'll have it back for a dollar rather dollar. than you selling it." Exactly. To it. So yeah. basically, he's just saying you can't sell it, but they there mustn't have been a way that they could just say you can't sell it at yeah, all. Yeah, so it's just a legal clause. Wow. Remember those two lawyers at the start? Yeah, doing pretty well. Fascinating. Two-time Best Director winner Steven Spielberg. Speaking of Betty oh, Davis, I know bought, the name. Yeah. He I've bought heard of him. What were his two? Do you know what he wanted? Uh, Saving Private Ryan. No, don't know it. Um, Ever heard of that? Got to be a different one. Matt Damon and uh, Schindler's List. Oh yeah, great. He small bought small independent films. Betty Davis. Well, he bought. <laughs> they are very small <laughs> independent films. He bought Betty Davis's 1938 Best Actress statue for her film, her role in Jezebel. Then returned it to the Academy. So he didn't want some collector having it. Oh, that's cool. <gasps> which wow. Is nice. And weird. I guess, but cool. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't have an opinion. I'm sorry. Extremely <laughs> sorry wealthy this. magician David Copperfield has kept the best director statuette of awarded to Michael Curtis for Casablanca, and he paid nearly a quarter of a million dollars for it in 2003. So these are all very famous That's another films. another big one, yeah. All owned by very wealthy people. Uh, in 1992, Harold Russell became the only actor to ever sell a statue when he sold his 1946 award for Best Supporting Actor in the film The Best Years of Our Lives. He sold the Oscar to help pay medical bills for his sick wife. Aww. And it was controversial at the time that he oh sold it. Which I think is completely fine. Yeah, seriously. I he, think it's sad that he had to sell his Oscar yeah. to try and... Well, he pretty much said, hey, I've still got the memories. I want to keep my wife alive. Yeah. I don't need this little gold statue. I can get a lot of money for yeah, it. Yeah, he's still an Oscar winner. He yeah, just it's like he's still on the, on the list. That's it, right. it, wow. Yeah, I agree. That's sad that he had to, but it's not sad that he did it. No, right? no, no. I think it's no. great no, that he, no, was yeah. a, he was able to sell something. Yeah, true. Did she pull through? Well, I mean, I think they're both very, very old now. 
If so not still dead. alive. If oh. not dead. Stop playing with my emotions. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Some people have lost their Oscars too. Oh, no. In 2002, Whoopi Goldberg. Classic Whoopi. Four-time Academy Award host. She's oh, the most, the lady that's hosted the most. She has, she's won an Academy Award. Oh, yes. She's won an EGOT. Do you know what that is? Yes. It's when you win an Emmy. A Grammy, an Oscar, yeah, and, and a, a Tony. Tony. She's done it. See, um, what all uh, Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, yeah, uh, she's amazing. Very talented. Jeffrey was it Rush. for the one where she played basketball with a dog? I <laughs> know. Uh, was um, she won? <laughs> Is a that a real movie? <laughs> she won no, her best supporting actress for oh, Ghost. Ah, oh, yeah, that was that was a good, good movie. Su- Jeffrey Rush jokes that term. he doesn't have a Grammy, but he has the other, so he has a toe. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Jeffrey Rush. Good on you. And he's like, oh, Toe sounds better than EGOT. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I won't be any, in any Grammy stuff. I know that Whoopi won her Best Supporting Actress for Ghost because in 2002, she sent it back to the Academy to have it cleaned and detailed because apparently you can do that. <laughs> and uh, the Academy then sent out the Oscar to a company in Chicago that manufactures the trophies. And uh, when it arrived back, the package... So when it arrived for cleaning, the package was empty... And it appeared that someone had opened the box, removed the Oscar, then neatly sealed it back up and sent it on its way. It was later found in a trash can at an airport in Ontario. <laughs> the Oscar was returned to the Academy, who gave it back to Whoopi, without, without cleaning it at all, who said, it will never leave my house again. The perfect crime. <laughs> I know. Like, why steal it and then chuck it out? Well, they yeah. were obviously about to get busted or something. The what an adventure. Was it at the airport? At the airport, so, so the metal thought, detector. Shit, yeah. metal detector. I forgot about the fucking metal detector. So they just throw it out after all that It effort? feels like you'd, they'd go, oh, this is cool. You got Whoopi Goldberg's Oscar award. Yeah, I'm a yeah. mate of hers. I'm just uh, taking it back to her. No, pretty, oh, great. Oh, great. Well, say hi to her for me. Will like, do. I will, yeah. <laughs> you get their phone out, pretend. What's that, Whoopi? Yep, I'll say hi back. Yeah. <laughs> and they're the like, can I talk to Whoopi? No. <laughs> no, Whoopi's gone. She's very important. Sorry, She's won she... a lot of awards. <laughs> she She's got an EGOT, you fuckhead. Fuck. <laughs> she you think you could just talk to EGOT winners? Oh, my God. Who you do you can, think you yeah, are? You could talk to Jeffrey Rush. He's only a toe. He's an EGOT. <laughs> my God, no. So, you've won an award. You get up there to thank your people. How long do you think you have to talk? 30 seconds. 30 Oh, it's good. Oh, I reckon it depends. I reckon on the big ones, they give you more. I reckon it's 15 for small ones and a minute <laughs> a minute for big ones. That is, well, you are partial credit there, Matt, for saying that it depends. These days, on average, they say you're supposed to get 45 seconds. Ooh. 45, that's it. Then they play you off. And uh, Bill Mechanic, who's organiser of the awards, said they put in speech limits... Uh, to get rid of the single most hated thing on the show, this is his words, which was overly long and embarrassing displays of emotion. Which, for me, isn't that the whole show? Yeah. I, think I like a funny speech more than an emotional one. An emotional, yes. I like a funny speech. Funny's good. Emotional's good. What's boring is a list of people. Yeah. That oh, is, yes, like producers and things rough. you've never, yeah. never heard of. Listing every single person you've ever met. I mean, which I understand because, you know, no person gets up there and wins a huge award without the help and support of a lot of people. So, fair enough. But you can thank them personally. Yeah, send them uh, an later. email the next day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. An email with you holding the statue. Yeah. This one's for you. Give so them a call. But yeah, it's go the top few people. Like, yeah, mum, dad, husband, wife, whatever. My, f- my favourite speech was when, uh, this is at the Logies, was when Sean McAuliffe just read out... Um, <laughs> An Academy Award winning speech by um, Laurence Olivier from the from like <laughs> oh, 50 years earlier. So good. In, in person, it was so good. Two yeah. of my favourite things. That one was Robert Downey Jr. who thanked his wife um, for telling him not to bother to write a speech because he wasn't going to win anyway. And then he did win. So he's like, thanks, honey. Uh, and then my other one is <laughs> when uh, Hamish Blake won the... Uh, the gold logie, and he like looked at the bottom of it and went, "Huh, not for individual sale." That's interesting. <laughs> and then he goes, "Oh, it also says you have to thank a daddo." So, <laughs> which one did he choose? I think Andrew. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. You don't want Lockie. Blech. Nah, I'm I'm a bit of a Cameron man. Cameron's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not, the one on have, Smooth FM, is he? I've nothing against oh, Lockie yeah. either. Ooh, the weather outside's toasty. Why don't you keep listening to the sounds of my voice and? Some soulful music. I honestly turned on <laughs> to Smooth FM once in driving and he was on and he said, Oh, it's been a long, hard day, hasn't it? Why don't you pour yourself a nice warm bath, slide in, get the bubbles going, 
listen to this next smooth classic. And did you? Did you do that? No, I was in the car. Otherwise, I definitely would have. But it was, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was like, this is... This feels like a parody of itself. Yeah. That sounds like a parody. My favourite thing would be if the person in the studio pressing the buttons was played that speech and then accidentally put on like uh, something non-self, like slip Splish, into the bus. Splash, I've taking a bath. Or if it's just like, and listen to this soft, soft music. And then it's like, like Sandstorm starts playing or something. That would be so great. Um, so the orchestra who play music people off uh, the play the speeches, they do it all live. So oh. that's not someone just on an iPod. But they are playing in a studio one mile away from the ceremony. That's weird. And they that's sit there, so weird. They sit there and watch on four screens in this big studio. And it's sent by these fiber optic cables. So people in the audience can hear it through speakers. That's so weird. And then we hear it at home. But yeah, so they're watching. And um, people blame the conductor. Like, I've seen people on, online bitching about the conductor, but um, it's actually up to the directors of the ceremony as to when they start playing off the winners. So, uh, one thing that the conductor does get to do, though, is they get to name the song that they play, that they play them off. In 2012, this is the best one I found, uh, conductor Bill Ross named it the Too Long Song. <laughs> Too Long Song. <laughs> Nailed the title. That's so good. That's amazing. I would love to be in the, the um, with the director. I think I've seen this video. It wasn't from the Oscars. I think it might have been from the Tonys because it was one of the ones that Neil Patrick Harris hosted. And um, did he host the Tonys? Oh, yeah, yes. I and reckon. he hosted the Oscars this year Maybe as well. Maybe it was the Oscars. I don't remember now. Um, I think it was actually Tonys. But it was a, it was a camera inside the um, control room. And it was the director yelling like the camera numbers. So they would change like different angles and stuff. And it was amazing because it was like this big dance number, big choreographs. And he's just standing there like screaming numbers. And you can see it all changing. It was amazing. It was so cool. That is so awesome. It'd be an incredible job. It'd be so stressful. So So stressful. stressful. You'd be like, play the song. But imagine the the adrenaline too. Do you think there's any real need for it to be live? Can you even tell? The live music. Push it. Why not just yeah. push your and why do they have to play be a button on I think it's, I think it's, <laughs> it's, so dumb. it's probably more of a tradition thing. Like I imagine it would have been live with a real orchestra pit back in the yeah. day these days. I think the music seems harsh, and I thought that until I read um, how they did it in 1956. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Shotgun. <laughs> well, pretty much. Dorothy Malone, no, it's not pretty much, but one best supporting actress, and her speech went on for over five minutes. No, too long. And nothing they could do could get her off. So finally, Jerry Lewis rushed out and took out his pocket watch and just swung it in front of her face until she stopped and then probably died of embarrassment. That is pretty rough. No, but really, five come minutes. on. Five my, minutes is a bit much. My favourite moment of this year's Academy Awards was um, Polish director Paul Paul Lukowski fought the law and he won when his Oscars speech for Best Foreign Language Film went long and the music started playing off and he goes, okay, okay, wrap up. But he doesn't wrap up and keeps talking for so long that the music stops. He beat the music and then the crowd realised that. They started applauding. So they were cheering that he beat the music and then he went on for another 15 seconds before the music came in again. And uh, I'll say it was actually a very, very nice speech dedicated to his family. Oh, again, awesome. you live with your family. Just thank him. Yeah. I'm fairly sure one of them had died, though. Oh, oh God. Why would you yeah. say that? Now I'm a monster. You can't say that to them in person. <laughs> but you can, obviously, through the Academy Awards, reach them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That beacon of heaven yeah. that yeah. is the Academy Awards. There are people, like you were saying, Matt, that exceptions that don't get played off. Colin Firth. Spoke for three minutes when he won the Academy Award for Best Actor for The King's Speech. But he's oh, pretty, wow. you know, he's pretty charismatic. And yeah, so, uh, and he was doing great. Nicole Kidman spoke for two, and a half, two minutes <laughs> and t- 20 seconds. Wait, no, I'm thinking Colin Farrell. <laughs> no, <laughs> Colin Fir- no, Colin, Colin Farrell's Firth. the Irish one. Colin Firth is the English one. Mr. Darcy. One. I don't even know I'm thinking of. I think I'm thinking of a combination of the two. The King's Speech. What a great, great, what a great guy that would be. Imagine the best bits. Okay. The best bits of Farrell and Firth. The Collins. I think I just picked Firth. Uh, Nicole Kidman spoke for two minutes and 20 seconds. Ugh. She won the Academy Award for Best Actress. 20 seconds for Kidman. Ugh. All right, I've got two last things that, that I want to go over. Hate today. Was, it, was it the Academy Awards that had that lady do that famous They Love Me, They Really Love Me speech? Yeah, who said that? That was... Uh... Is it Sally Field? Yeah, Sally oh Field. Oh, my God, Sally Field, is. yeah. Field? Sally Field, Sally pardon me, for winning for... The Flying Nun. Places in the heart. And so that was an Academy Award thing? 
Yes, that was an Oscar. That's right. And that gets parodied all the time, or it used to anyway. What was the point of that? Was she kidding or was she serious? No, she was being serious. That was why I got oh, made fun of a lot. It was because it was just like super sincere and um, earnest speech about. That's how, I've, that's how I understand it anyway. I might be wrong. Anyway, Dave, sorry, do Dave, go on. You have, you have two points to make. I just what wanted to said? talk about um, the other thing that I really enjoyed being brought up this year at the Academy Awards was uh, seat fillers. Have you heard about seat mm. fillers? Which is um, Neil Patrick Harris, the host, brought attention to them and sort of made fun of them that the, this year's 2015 awards, he sort of called them out in front of the crowd. And it's not something exclusive to the Oscars either. Um, Theatres around the world employ fillers for televised events so that when the camera captures an audience shot, if Angelina Jolie's gone to the bathroom, that her seat next to Brad Pitt has got someone sitting in it. And uh, I uh, really wanted to look into this, and uh, not many people wanted to write about the experience, but according to a report from a report from the AV Club, you can only get in to be a seat filler if you have a relative working for the Academy or if you work for PricewaterhouseCoopers, <laughs> accountants again, raising the roof. They, uh, they, and then they sign non-disclosure agreements saying they won't talk about it. So this AV Club uh-huh. report was an anonymous person. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I also read that some people said that they were warned that if they spoke to any famous people, <laughs> that their relative in the academy could oh be fired. Oh, fired. Fired. <laughs> Makes more sense. From a cannon. <laughs> from a cannon. From a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Before being beheaded by that sword from the giant Oscar statue. So that's yeah, what it's don't for. Don't do it. Don't speak to Because that's Pitt. the only reason I would do it. So I could like sit next to Brad Pitt and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, so what, I, if, what if he starts a conversation with yeah. you and you're just sitting there like, sorry. sorry Mr. Pitt. <laughs> don't talk to me. Uh, you also don't get paid to be the seat villain. I heard that's really? a very, very long day of standing oh around. Oh, my God. Why would you do it? Stuff that. I think it's mainly for the story, which is annoying because you're not allowed to talk about it. Yeah. So yeah. there's literally no reason. Having said that, I am thinking of employing some seat fillers for my 2016 comedy <laughs> festival show, guys. <laughs> I'll do it, Dave. <laughs> please, please fill okay. those seats. That's just what a festival pass is, right? Yeah, yes, pretty much. That's what it is. Fellow comedians. The Academy Award pass. All right, I wanted to talk so they about... they spend money to have a, a big orchestra a mile up the road, but they don't pay the people who have to sit through yeah. this boring fucking show. Just so that there's no... Brief shots of an empty seat. The shot would be a total of maybe three seconds. Feels like give him a give him something. Yeah. If it was the Golden give Globes, I'd be in it. You're sitting at a table drinking champagne with Brad Pitt. No, but I it's actually just sitting down, and it goes for hours. Oh, that sounds like a nightmare. Three and a half hours of the ceremony. You also probably have to get there, take your seat beforehand. My goodness, it's a long one. I think you should get a fruit box, fruit basket at the least. Yeah. You get a fruit basket. Well, you don't get a fruit basket. <laughs> I'm trying to save you for a seat filler. But if you are at the Academy Awards and you're nominated, you've probably heard that people get free stuff, a yeah. show bag. If there's anyone that needs free stuff, it's actors and directors. And we're not yeah. talking like Royal Melbourne show, show bag. We're talking the good stuff. Well, I'm talking like, the good the stuff. Do the seat fillers get a, they don't get no. the show bag? Show, no. well, Surely they're the ones who should get, get the, the show bag. Well, the show bag this year, it's a tradition that started in the 1970s. It's become increasingly lavish. And uh, nominees for Best Actor or Best Actress, Best Director Oscars, they received a gift bag that was valued at over 120,000 US dollars. This year's bag, this is some of the best items included, $20,000 worth of car rentals from Silvercar, the all Audi Airport Car Central Company. That Do they need handy. that? Oh, I no, don't, also, I love the idea that Brad Pitt has to fish that out of his wallet. Like, yeah. He's just got this voucher. Yeah, he's never using it, right? No. A $250 vibrator from Afterglow, an adult toy that uses low-level laser therapy to enhance arousal. How much does that one worth? What? Just $250. A $20,000 gift certificate from Enigma Life, which includes dream analysis, a horoscope reading, and a lesson in mind control techniques. So far, I don't want any $20,000. Mind control techniques. That, you'd, that should be a lifetime, like... All day, every day, $20,000 should buy you of mind, <laughs> mind, te- what was it? Mind, uh, mind control, numbing te- techniques, mind, <laughs> mind numbing. Control. a lesson in mind control oh techniques. Oh my God. Okay. Yep. So you can sit there and the, like grand. Jedi, Jedi make Billy Crystal read out your name instead of oh, Nicole Kidman's name. Oh, so dumb. A $10,000 meal donation of Halo Pet 
natural food to the animal shelter of the celebrity's choice. Well, at least that's, that's charitable. That's, that's the first half. That's the first one that is yeah, anything. Sure, okay. And, and eight, it's nothing. Yeah. An eight hundred dollar voucher for a custom candy buffet from Candy Vixen. This is the dumbest collection <laughs> of things I've ever heard. Also, I thought they would get this, like Beats headphones or yeah. something cool. Well, at this stage, it's just a bag full of pieces of paper for yeah. vouchers and a vibrator, and <laughs> to top it all off, a twenty five thousand dollar piece of custom furniture designed by Alan, Alina Focoli. My question is, how do they get that one in the bag? Is that another piece of paper? Yeah. Or is oh, there some, some poor porter <laughs> carrying around a, like a, a piece of furniture side table. all night? It really sounds like the answer to the question, what do you get someone who has everything? <laughs> <laughs> a bag of crap. A bag of vouchers. <laughs> a bag of vouchers. Bag of, Shit and, vouchers. And a $25 <laughs> iTunes voucher. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And not everyone even takes them home. I Who wouldn't? Would. Nearly, I would. There'd be a big bin at the door. At the door. <laughs> well, George, George, <laughs> full a of recycling them. bin filled with paper. George, George Clooney, who won Best Actor in 2006 for Syriana, auctioned his Oscar gift bag and donated the proceeds, which was $45,000, to the charity United Way for hurricane relief. So good on him. He did That's something nice. good about okay. it. And I'm just going to finish off, as we did last week, with some cold, hard Oscar facts. Love it. Speaking of George Clooney... Multiple award winners. George Clooney is the only person to be nominated for Academy Awards in six different categories. Ooh, oh, can we guess? Yes, okay. okay well, best prob- director for... Oh, it, yes, best director, director is there. Was that for The um, Descendants or something? Oh, I can't Maybe. pick the movies. Oh, I don't oh no, we're not going to pick the movies. No, I've just got the, the category. We'll just go category. Best actor, best supporting actor. So we've got best actor, best supporting actor, best director. That's three, yes. Uh, best writer, screenwriter. Best original screenplay, yes. Screenplay. There's also another writing one, best adapted screenplay, number five. Oh. And uh, best picture for Argo, which he was the producer of. Oh. So six. <laughs> oh. All right. You got to have another tri- uh, trivia go here. Three films have been nominated for 11 Academy Awards, which is the record. What three films do you think they are? Wait, Titanic. Want, oh, okay. 11 nominations. So, oh. Titanic is there. Yeah. Yes. They are all epic in scale. Lord of the Rings 3. Which is that one? Oh, I have no idea. The Return of the King? Yes, I'll take it. it yes, is, yeah. it is. Which, long, a side fact, longest film title to win the Academy Award for Best Picture until Birdman, which full title is Birdman. Or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Oh, there you go. So we've got Lord of the Rings. We've <laughs> got Titanic. Lots of that today. Oh, there's one more cl- classic epic film. Gone classic with the wind. No, no not more that old. classic. More epic. Uh, Big cast. Moulin Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> Moulin Rouge. I suppose. Big cast. I suppose there's a lot of Gone in sixty seconds. Troy. <laughs> oh, that's the closest that you'll get. Um, it is a. I am. Sparta. Yeah. What's that? This What's that called? I, I may have, I may have put you off. Oh, what about what about uh, Avatar? No, it is Ben Her. Ben Her. Ben Her. That's Damn. right. When films were epic, so they got eleven well, nominations actually, each. No, sorry, wins each. Eleven each. Amazing. Wow. Uh, John Ford has won the most Academy Awards for Best Director. He won four. Last time. Uh, Catherine Hepburn won the most awards for Leading Actress, also with four. Wow. Daniel wow. Day-Lewis has won the most for leading actor with three so far, but he's still alive. He chooses roles very carefully, he but does. when he does, so he might get another one in his life, I reckon. The shortest time to be nominated for an acting Oscar was Hermione Baddeley in Room at the Top in 1959. She was on screen for two minutes and 19 seconds. Oh, wow. So it must have been a great role, right? She nailed it. And the winner of the most Oscars, final fact... In history is Walt Disney, who won 22 Oscars from 59 nominations. He also won the most Oscars in one year when he got four in 1954. They were all, all except for two, were awarded for short films, and the other two were for documentaries. documentaries. Oh, right. Okay. So So none of the the feature cartoons. Yeah, so they're cartoons that you would imagine that he would win for. Right, but they were short films. So all, all except for two. So like Lambert, short the films. Sheepish Lion, Did and they um, ever win one. I don't even know that film. No, Lambert, no, the Sheepish Lion. Lambert, is this real? Is always trying to be a white and woolly sheep. Lambert, the Sheepish Lion. Is that real? Yeah, it was like a featurette that I, th- I think was played before one of the movies. Why would I? If I made that up, I would be a genius. That is so and good. And that certainly can't be true. So there was about a lion who, for some reason, uh, 
became part of a flock of sheep. Sure. And as it grew up into a, a big lion, uh, it believed it was a sheep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the wolves attacked the sheep pack uh-huh. flock. And uh, that's what, and then the lightning crashed, and and he, he found his uh, inner lion, and he and he scared the wolves off. Oh, Matt, I've got some terrible news for you. It doesn't Lambert, exist. Did I make that up? The sheepish lion in 1952 was nominated for best short subject cartoon, <gasps> but was beaten out by another Walt Disney film, Nature's Huff. Acre. So there you go. He beat himself, but Lambert, the sheepest lion, Not good no enough. Academy Award. And it's Lambert. crazy that that was nominated. I know. For crazy that that's still in my head. I would have seen that like sometime in the 90s. I love yeah. that. Yeah, you know the song. <laughs> Were you alive in the 90s? Yes, I was alive. Yeah. I was born in 90. Dave and I are the same age. That's right. Yeah, We're two days apart. 1990. A good year. Yeah. A great year. Um, well, that's the Academy Awards. Um, Dave, now that we're at the end, do, is there anybody that you'd like to thank? Uh, I would just like to thank the Academy. Oh, no. No. Here's my long list of people to thank. I've, I've got to go. I've, I've go. Oh, okay. Wrap up. I love that that guy said, okay, wrap up and then, and kept, then talking. kept going. What a legend. What an absolute legend. But um, no, I would. Th- I don't know if I would, would thank the, the Academy. There's... 86% white males over 62 years old. Have you thought old. about making any speeches for if you've won awards? I've promised um, I've promised Peter Jones that I'll, I'll thank him if I ever win an award. Oh, <laughs> your your good pal, good comedian. Pe- no, comedian, Peter Jones. Peter Jones. Let's see if, let's see if we Jones. can make Jess promise us the same thing. Could yeah. you, would you thank our podcast? Yeah, yeah of course, because this is where it all began. Yeah, absolutely. So when I win a Logie... Yes, you'll um, thank the podcast. I'll thank you. Peter Jones. Boys, can you just say, just the boys that do go on, the beardy weirdy. Yeah, and the skinny, that's you, and the the skinny the, boy. And skinny boy. Skinny boy and bearded weirdo. You know who you are. And then I'll start crying. And you start crying. And then your mum will be like, why Brad didn't you Pitt. thank <laughs> stolen him away. Yeah, no, Grace. You'll think. be crying because the skinny boy died in that horrible accident. Yeah, oh, be- my God. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, bearded, thanks. And bearded weirdo and I haven't spoken for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, because bearded widow caused the horrible accident. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, thanks for bringing up premonition of my untimely death, Matthew. Nah, Sorry, everyone's healthy and safe, and we're all okay. I thought you were about to say, "Nah, everyone's gonna die." Don't worry about oh, it. We, ha- we all are. So, <gasps> what? Well, I hope that before I die, I win an Academy Award. I hope you I do believe, too. I believe in you, Dave. So that's it. I went on and on about the Academy Awards. Thank you very much for indulging me. I'm going to continue writing millions of trivia questions about the Academy Awards, even though I sort of respect the process a lot less now, but that's okay. (laughs) And uh, we will be back next week with a report from you, Matt. Yeah. You are up next. Or Jess. But me, yeah. No, this is your warning. Start writing your damn report. Good. Can't wait. Start (laughs) researching. Start researching. And uh, we will catch All you right, there. Just looking around for ideas. I'm going to do a report on bricks. bricks. We are surrounded by brick. Um, Hats. Door. History. Makeshift door table. History of headwear would be pretty awesome. Ooh. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Who knows? Check in next week when Matt will go on. Thank you very much. Bye. Laters. Oh, hey everyone, Dave here, just saying thanks so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed that episode, please share it around or subscribe and review us on iTunes. If you're listening on that platform, it really helps get the podcast out there. We also now have Twitter. You can follow us on at DoGoOnPod, which written down looks like at DoGoonPod, or you can email us episode ideas or just say hey or whatever via DoGoOnPod.com at gmail.com. Awesome. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.